Welcome back to Becoming Your Next Version. I am thrilled to have as my guest, Amber Keys. We met at something called Karma Fest in Maryland several years ago, and I never forgot her. I felt a spirituality about her that was palpable. And her work has blossomed into some really cool, multifaceted offerings that I will let her tell you about. You can find out more about Amber and her work at amberkeys.com. That's A-M-B-E-R-K-E-Y-E-S.com. And you won't be sorry. So take a look at that and learn from this spiritual being. So welcome, Amber. Yes, thank you. I'm so excited to be here. Amber's uh, website says that she is the chief empowerment officer of Keys. Um, and it is her life's work to uh, to she's given made it her life's work to contribute to the revolution of human consciousness. And she has a really rich background in psychology, social justice advocacy and human design. So she believes that once you can see and accept yourself exactly as you are, floodgates of opportunity and prosperity open to help you create a life beyond your wildest dreams. So she has a number of, well, many clients and uh, can be found playing ball with her dog or venturing outdoors with her family. So Amber, let's hear how you got started doing this work and how you started your business. Yes, thank you so much. Um, so as you mentioned, I have always been fascinated by you know, personal development, the transformation of human consciousness. And it led me to study psychology and social work. And I felt like in my 20s, I had tried a lot of different ways, um, but I knew I felt a calling to something much, much higher. Um, I knew that like the revolution for me, because I, I also spent a lot of time studying social change theory, right? How do we eliminate oppressive structures so that we can just be human beings who aren't right running on a hamster wheel until we're exhausted and dead. So um, I, uh, I definitely felt a higher calling. Um, my partner is also he is a clairvoyant. And um, so we, I had supported his work for a number of years. And I felt like, like that was a great way for me to use my talents. But after our son was born, one of our close friends introduced me to human design and it was introduced to me um, as a parenting tool. And initially I really brushed it off because I was kind of like, okay, well, astrology is like a little, I was thinking like Cosmo astrology, right? Like something great might happen to you this week. Or I also saw it as like this way that people make excuses for their dysfunctional behavior, right? I'm a Capricorn, so I'm stubborn, right? I'm a Scorpio, right? So I'll fight you, like all these things. And it's like, okay, well, um, I wasn't super interested in making excuses for dysfunctional behavior, but the longer that I studied human design, the more that I learned about it. And I learned about it through the lens of parenting, which for me was like just incredible. 
um, the more I could see how this particular tool really was that missing piece for me of like, this is how we start the revolution inside of our own hearts and minds. And then we right, apply it to our family. We apply it to the work that we do. And as we do that, we're giving everyone around us permission to be who they are, to love who they are, to show up for themselves with unconditional love and compassion. So I started, yeah, I started, um, for me, I've been doing this now for about seven years. Um, Ra Uruhu, who is the founder of Human Design, talks about, right, living this as an experiment. And so it was important for me to really get a number of years of practicing in my own life with myself before I really became a coach. And COVID, like, just happened to be right around the seven-year anniversary of when I was introduced to human design. And so I was like, now's as good a time as any. People are looking for answers. They've got time to sit okay. with themselves. And so I took that leap and uh, haven't looked back since. Wonderful. So tell me more about human design as a concept and a teaching and an experiment. I'm not familiar with it. Okay, perfect. Um, so human design is a system um, that combines a number of ancient typologies or archetypal, what is the word, spirituality in a way. So we've got like the Chinese I Ching, we've got the, the Hindu chakra system, we've got the Kabbalic tree of life, um, Western astrology, and then there's also some overlap with this like modern day astrophysics. So a couple of years ago, the gentleman who won the Nobel Peace Prize won for um, these infinitesimal little particles that are called neutrinos that were discovered. And the idea of human design is it uses your birth information and it creates this picture of like the exact positioning of the different planets and like the neutrinos that existed in the environment the moment that you were born and at a, another date 88 days before you were born and so the idea is that it layers upon itself a number of different archetypal energies so at at the very most basic level you could you have your type and there's four different types that you could be that determines how you move through the world and um, work to create in this world. And then you've got, um, there's a profile, there's different centers, like there's myriad different ways. So Ra Uruhu, who had this download in 1987, ironically, like two weeks before I was born, I'm like, I was destined for this. Wow. Um, but um, he calls it the science of differentiation. It really is that thing that allows you to see what makes you exactly who you are, what makes you a leader, what it's almost like getting a look at your soul's blueprint, right? Where you're like, here's what I came to learn. And here's what I came to teach and share with humanity. And so what I love about this is that having the common document of the human design chart really helps people to begin to almost like validate a lot of the things that already existed inside of them, right? It already existed. They knew to an extent who they were, but there's always this level of doubt, right? And so the work that I do with human design is really to help 
women specifically, right, find their spark, which is really ground in who they are, live their truth and love their lives. So um, I work with people in group settings. I do discovery sessions to just give you like an overview of like, here's everything that you would need to know, like a quick start guide for human design. Um, I do group things because I like to apply it to different arenas. So I have the Embody Academy, which is a group course that also integrates my background in embodiment. It integrates a lot of the emotional components of like the social work, trauma history, right? Um, and then um, I offer parenting by design. That is individual. I'd like to make it a group course someday, but that's another incredible way that, like I said, my son is the reason that human design is in my life and being able to raise him from a very young, from an infant to continue to support the things that are who he's meant to be instead of as we do as a society, right? We attempt to, right, force our children into these boxes to fit in, to be like everyone else, to you know, sit down and follow the rules and stay in line. Um, you know, it's been an incredible gift that I really have found so much joy in sharing with other families. Um, and then coming this fall, I will have a group program called Quantum Leap for female entrepreneurs who really want to take their soul led business to the next level. Wow, that is a lot. <laughs> yeah, a so lot of offerings. My goodness. I love it. I um, wish I had had this when my children were younger because my daughter is so different from me. It was very unsettling to have in particular a daughter whose temperament was opposite to mine. Mm. I felt that I understood my son so much more readily than my daughter who didn't like praise, doesn't like attention. And I love those things. So mm -hmm. it was, it was hard for me to accept and to know really how to navigate uh, accepting who she was and not embarrassing her or pressuring her, pressuring her without even realizing that my praise was a form of pressure for her. Right. Yeah. And what happens too, right? We are raised and socialized in a very specific way. And so then we sort of take that lens and want to apply it to our children. And you're, I mean, you hit the nail on the head. So often I see families and it's, it's nice to see the designs because they're like, oh, there's just this one person in the family, like the black sheep, the one that's cut from a different cloth where like everyone will be the same type. And so they all speak the same language. And then you have one child who is like the lone projector or the lone generator. Mm -hmm. um, and so they interact with the world very differently. And so I, I really love it because my son is, um, as far as the types go, so there's four, it's generator, type, projector, manifester, and reflector. So my son is a pretty rare type. He, there's only 7% of humanity is a manifesting type child. And they, you know, ever since he was young, like it's given me, like, it's really turned my head because I'm like, I don't know if my kid likes me or doesn't like me. He's always wanted his own space. He loves to be alone. And I have human design. And I remember, like I said, the friend who introduced me was like, no, this is great. Like his aura is just closed. So like, that's the, pro like the, 
this particular type is like, you never know what they're thinking or feeling, but like when they express it, right, it's like the greatest thing. And so being a mom to a child who did not need me from a very young age, like not that he didn't need a mom, but like, it was just really interesting to see him and to see how much he values freedom, for example, to see how much he values at this time, his alone time, like giving him the language for him to understand, like he'll go up on his top bunk and like read books and hang out with the cats. And like, that is the thing that makes his heart sing. But my generator type mama, who's like, I'm in the business of crowded places and hugs and smiles and, you know, all these things. And he's like, I just need to be alone to be with the cats and play video games or whatever. So um, wow, that's fascinating. Oh, what an incredibly helpful tool. I wish that, well, I hope that it gains more popularity. It would probably make families so much more harmonious to learn this of this work and how to implement it. Wow. Yes. Yeah, I did a like a, a masterclass on this a couple of months ago when I launched the Parenting by Design just to go over the types, right? Because going over for families, these are what the types are. This is what it's like to parent as this type. This is what it's like to parent a child who's different from you. This is how you speak their language, right? These are the keywords or the scripts that will really speak to them, right? For my son, who's a manifester, it's freedom and alone time to just be uninterrupted to create whatever he wants to create. Um, um, but for others, right, it could be social time, spending time together. It can be words of affirmation. I'd be curious to know if you're a projector, right? Because projectors love their love language is affirmations. Yeah, um, I think I can say I probably am that. <laughs> <laughs> they love that, right? They love being recognized and honored. And so it's a, it's a really cool thing. And I also really love just like helping parents to see their children right? I think we've come a long way in like developmental psychology where it used to be right in the 1800s, kids were left at home alone or they were out in the fields from a very young age, right? And then we had that kids are to be seen and not heard. They're just like these, right? It's like a little, it's like a purse. You just bring your kid wherever you go, right? <laughs> mm -hmm. But they sit and they're quiet and right. It's like they don't exist. And so um, I think that we've made some significant advances in like maternal infant mental health to really begin to understand like these tiny humans, just because they're smaller, our job is not to control them, right? It's not to put them into a box or to tell them who they are. It's really to support them in unfolding the aspects of who they are and really loving themselves. And for me, like my like dream upon dream is like, what if we had an entire generation of children who reached adulthood and knew who they were. They loved themselves. They accepted themselves for who they were, right? And when we can do that for ourselves, we can do it for everyone else, right? Ah, that would be a wonderful world to exist in. Yes, yes. I'm with you. Let's publicize this. Yes, <laughs> right. That is fantastic. Has the founder of Human Design written books about Mm -hmm. about this okay yes yeah so um he passed away in i want to say 2011 but his name is ra uruhu um what i can say um for folks and there's a ton of I, there's a lot more people now like when i was 
introduced to human design, I felt like nobody ever. And now I feel like everyone is, it's kind of like gaining popularity, almost like astrology where people are like, what's your type? Um, Rauruhu, his writing is, it was a download. And so it's quite, quite literal, um, which can sometimes feel disempowering or confusing for people. Um, but there are books he has, if you want to be, if you want to study um, human design, his books are where I would start. But then I would also recommend, um, you know, having someone who can guide you like myself or, you know, another coach who can help you to really dive deep into the subtleties of like, what does this archetypal energy mean? Because we might see a word like justice, for example, this is my life's work, by the way, um, and think social justice, which it's, it's, that's a component of it, right? But for me, it's also justice is a form of acceptance, right? The way that we create a just world is by accepting the realities. We can't change anything if we can't acknowledge and accept the reality where we are currently existing. Um, so, so definitely would recommend uh, finding a coach or someone who can help you work through some of those things in the event that you, right, you run up against words. Like there's words like martyr and heretic and different, and they're all archetypal energies. But sometimes people take it and they're like, oh, well, this is what it means. And it might not necessarily compute or translate in the same way. And I imagine he probably doesn't have a lot about using human design as a parenting tool, which is something. He I, oh, he does. He talks about it, too. Yes, he talks about like human design is for mothers and children, right? Because mothers are right. The keepers of. Um the culture and families, right? They are so much of, you know, they have such a huge role, not to say that fathers don't also have a role. Um, but I think, right, traditionally, and even in our current society, right, mothers are handle a lot of the, the child rearing and, and the, the mental load of parenting. And so he actually does talk about, um, using this as a tool with children and he had all of these things that's like if we could right if we could even meet children where they are um it would be amazing so yes he does talk about it and um it's something that's always obviously deeply resonated with me as well because um if if i had seen that i was like one of 70 percent of humanity i'd be like cool that's nice for me i'm a generator type um, but knowing that my son is like this rare, special little prince, like it was like, wow, I want to know all about this. Absolutely. Um, I can see why. So my favorite question to ask all of my guests is what do you do in particular to help yourself become your best version? And it sounds like we've heard a lot about how you help other people, especially women yeah. find their spark and to become their best version and love themselves. But what do you do for yourself to become your best version? I, um, well, I think I do a number of things, right? I am really passionate about embodiment work. Um, I'm really passionate about, um, using some of the Mama Gina tools for, um, for emotional mastery, for working through negative emotions. And I also, I have made it a point 
Um, every year I make a manifesting list and over the last four or five years, like the very top of my manifesting list has been, you know, a circle of supportive women, right? Just a circle of high vibe supportive women. So I not only craft these spaces for others to benefit from, right? But it feeds my spirit too, to be in community with other women who are like-minded, who are doing amazing, incredible things um, and just surrounding myself in that sisterhood because I think there's so much to be gained um, from women supporting each other. so true, so true. And uh, I do that as well. I surround myself with people who bring out the best in me. And in my case as well, it's primarily women. Um, there are two, your first two methods or tools that you mentioned, if you could explain those, embodiment sure. work and Mama Gina tools. Yes. Okay. So Mama Gina is... Um... She has written a book and has courses um, and it's this sort of, how do I want to put it? Like a feminized approach to living your life, right? Grounding in the fact that you are a woman, really celebrating and reclaiming what it means to be a woman in this world, to have a uterus, to, you know, to really live a like a pleasure-based life to start taking the things that you're worthy of or believing that you deserve it. And so she teaches a lot of tools um, that are, I'm certain, you know, somewhere down the line, I have to imagine they're coming more from the, um, they have more indigenous or like Mm -hmm. ancient civilization because she does make reference to a lot of other civilizations, but just tools for moving your feelings, for standing in witnessing another sister goddess for bearing witness to the shame, the guilt, the anger, all the things that we don't allow ourselves to really express as women because we're socialized that it's not really okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, just leaning into those practices with the women that I find myself in community with is really, really um, something that again, it, it integrates the whole self instead of pretending like you don't have shame or guilt or anger. Right. Um, you the Im- know, have you been to her, any of her New York presentations? I have not. Yeah. Have you? No, I have wanted to, and, uh, then COVID hit, but, um, I plan to try it out sometime. Yeah. Yes. I, um, I'm in a number of spaces with folks online cause COVID, but Um, I know a number of people who've done mastery with her and it's, the tools are just incredible and amazing. So um, strongly recommend. And then the embodiment also, this was something I did for myself last year. I took a jade egg course um, and it was incredible. Like it's practices with, of just like, again, tuning into and appreciating your feminine body, your breasts, your womb space, um, and taking time to really commune with your body and get into your body and allow yourself to feel and experience what you're feeling and experiencing instead of, um, you know, spinning out in your mind as we have a tendency to do. And Mm -hmm. so I think that along with the work that I do, having these other practices really brings this approach of like, well, we're not just learning human design now, 
we're really moving it into every cell of our body. We're really working on practicing and living an embodied life where we're present in our body and can respond appropriately instead of um, being more reactionary. That seems like a very deep and integrated approach that you take to your well-being that I admire. Thank really you. Really wonderful work. And uh, I try to keep these short and sweet, so we will bid adieu, but I would like to Thanks. encourage all of our listeners to go to Amber Keys, K-E-Y-E-S dot com and learn more about these fabulous offerings. My gosh, even more than I uh, remember, parenting by design, finding your spark, individual work, group work. You can find a lot of really cool spiritual uh, embodied integrative offerings on this site by this extraordinary woman. So I thank you for being willing to be on this show and helping our listeners to become their best version. Thank you. And I'm sure our paths will continue to cross because we both seem to be aiming for the same things. So I enjoy being in your presence and your power and just thank you for being part of this. Yes, I really appreciate it. It's been awesome. All right. And everyone, continue to focus on becoming your best version and join us again next week. The new episodes drop on Fridays generally. And please review our podcast on Amazon, not Amazon, on um, Apple or Google Play or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks again.